Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Benedict Joseph Labre. It was spring in Rome, spring of the year 1783. The morning Angelus sounded through the city streets. From under the arches of the Colosseum, a beggar emerged and walked slowly down the hill. Those who passed him drew aside to avoid his tattered rags. A beggar, scorned and rebuffed, a vagrant without a home. And yet before sunset, when the Angelus would ring again, this beggar would be called a saint. Who was he? What was he? How had his life begun? To answer these questions is to tell the incredible story of an incredible man, Benedict Joseph Labre. Benedict Labre. If there is a beginning, perhaps his story really begins in the home of his uncle, Father Francois Labre. I was man of all work for Father Francois, and from him I first heard the name of his nephew, Benedict Labre. You've never met my nephew, have you, Michel? Good boy, Benedict. Spiritual boy. Fact is, when I first set eyes upon him, I said to myself, here's a lad born to be a scholar and a priest. And each year a letter went forth to Benedict's parents in Boulogne, 
send the boy here to my parish house. Let him begin his study of theology with me. And at last, one day, we prepared for a parish picnic with a special guest of honor. <laughs> Michel, we're preparing for a picnic, not a banquet. A picnic with a special guest of honor, Father. But my nephew is just a boy. <laughs> Perhaps your parishioners think that's all the more reason why he'll enjoy three kinds of jelly. Well, Perhaps they're right. Well, everything must be perfect for his arrival. Everything is perfect, except this house. What's wrong with the house? Everything. Nonsense. Father Francois, the stagecoach with your nephew arrives on Saturday evening. Quite so. And that leaves me exactly two days to clean this house from top to bottom. From top to bottom? Certainly. Floors must be scrubbed and sanded, windows washed. Nonsense, nonsense. Benedict will never notice the floors or the windows. <laughs> I don't. Father, you don't even notice the buttons missing from your cassock. Huh? They are missing, aren't they? Three of them. Well, the boy would never notice them. His mind will be on his books. Uh, Father, how old is your nephew? Oh, uh... Oh, a boy. Just a boy. You said that before. You haven't seen him for a good many years, have you? Well, uh, a few years. Several years. A good many years. Mm. Then he's grown from a boy to a young man since you saw him last. Yeah, possibly. Yes, I suppose he has. He's that much closer to my dream for him. Mark my words, Michel. Benedict won't remain an ordinary parish priest like me. There's no telling where his spiritual career may lead. A monsignor, a bishop. Uh, father. Yes? As you say, Father, there's no telling where his spiritual career may lead. Uh, father Francois, we simply must sew the buttons on that cassock. Now start right now to work on this house. What would a future bishop say if he saw this place as it is? What it... Father, I said... Michel, uh... come over here to the window a moment. Oh, what is it, Father? That young man coming up the path. Oh, it's a stranger. Odd. But he, he, he reminds me of someone. Mm-hmm. Well, I never saw him before in this village. What? It can't be. Can't be what? My nephew. Your nephew? Benedict. But, but, but he's not coming until Saturday evening. It is my nephew. Well, he can't come. I'm not ready for him. The house is in complete disorder. Your cassock has three buttons missing. He's Michel, got... he's here. And you were right. He's grown to be a young man. Uncle Francois. Benedict, my boy. <laughs> and how splendid to see you. Thank you, Uncle. I remember them together there at the door. Father Francois, strong and capable. Beside him, a young man, looking even younger than his years. Tall, thin, his shabby suit neatly pressed. A young man of gentle face and gentle voice. Benedict Labray. Come along now. Yes, Uncle. I want you to meet Michel. Michel, 
Michel, you're, you're standing there as if you were dreaming. Here's my nephew, Benedict. Uh, yes, I... Uh, I uh, good day, monsieur. Just Benedict, if you please, Michel. <laughs> he, he's displeased with you, Benedict. But father... He didn't expect you to arrive until Saturday. Fact is, neither did I. Oh, I'm sorry, Uncle Francois. I don't pay enough attention to details, I'm afraid. Well, I, I only <laughs> wanted the house to be in order for you, monsieur. That is, Benedict. The house is rather untidy, isn't it? Well, yeah. one who... Doesn't pay attention to detail. Oh, I only meant... Well, the floors need to be scrubbed and the windows. Benedict, if you keep your eyes on your books while you're here, you'll find it greatly to your advantage in more ways than one. Yes, Uncle Francois, certainly. I only meant, well, if I can help... Oh, he can, can't he, Father Francois? He, he can help me with the preparations for the picnic. A picnic? A parish picnic, Sunday afternoon. Oh, but I... Please, Uncle Francois, I, I wish to be excused from the picnic. Excused? You, uh, you make it sound like a duty. What possible objection could you have to a parish picnic? Everyone will be there, all our parishioners. Yes, all of them. Crowds, you mean. And you're the guest of honor. Oh, I couldn't. I, oh, believe me, Uncle Francois, I couldn't. What on earth is the matter with you? The crowds. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Uncle Francois. Just so very difficult for me to mix with people. And so many at one time, I shall never know what to say. The right things, I mean. Benedict, you're going to that picnic. But, and uh, you're not to make excuses for him, Michel. Well, if he hasn't sense enough to appreciate the effort that's gone into this affair... I do, Uncle Francois. Believe me, I do. Well, then you'll go. I'm pastor of this parish, and I command you in obedience to go. Yes, Uncle Francois, I shall go. This is my afternoon to visit the sick. Michel will show you your room. I shall return in time for supper. Uh, yes, Uncle Francois. Until later, then. May God keep you. Uh, Benedict. May I help you in some way, Michel? Uh, Benedict, uh, you don't have to attend that picnic. Oh, but I must. Certainly I must go. Uncle Francois said, in obedience. Disobedience is so displeasing to God. Uh, well, yes, I, I suppose it is. I'll, I'll show you to your room now. Thank you. Of course, you'll spend most of your waking hours here. Uh, Father Francois does, at any rate. Uh, you see, his, his books are all here. Yes, I see. He, um, he has a very fine library. So many volumes on theology. <laughs> I suppose you'll have your nose in them now. I? While you're studying for the priesthood. The priesthood? Well, you you are going to be a priest, aren't you? I I know my uncle. Yes, yes, I want to be a priest, if that is what God wants of me. <clears throat> well, uh, shall we pick up your knapsack now? Oh yes, thank you, Michel. Oh, but let me get something from it before I forget. Oh, my sewing kit. Whatever for, Uncle Francois's cassock. There are three buttons missing from his cassock. The cassock was repaired. Floors were scrubbed. Windows were washed. Books were read. But more important than all else, a curious, gentle influence made itself felt in our midst. This morning, Michel, 
I heard their voices in the orchard. I heard the child say, but no one will know Benedict. And Benedict replied, God will know. Only one apple, said the child. It's not much to steal. It's very small. And Benedict answered quietly and gently, nothing is small. It defends God who loves us very much. Alone and unobserved, Benedict's goodness seemed somehow to penetrate the very heart of our village. But he who seemed so able to help others remained a problem to himself. Benedict! Benedict, I've been calling. Hmm? Oh, oh, Uncle Francois, I, I didn't hear you. Hmm. That's obvious. At any rate, I'm happy to see you immersed in your Latin book. Oh, but... I'm planning to give you a test tomorrow. I shall want to send word of your progress to your parents. Uncle Francois, this isn't... That isn't your Latin book. I've been trying to tell you, Uncle Francois. Lives of the Saints. Lives of the Saints? Well, Uncle, you surely don't object to my reading the lives of the Saints. Well, of course I do. And so would the Saints. If they knew you used the time assigned for your Latin lesson. I dislike Latin, Uncle Francois. Benedict. I do. I, I truly do. When I read about the saints, I feel so close to God's love. I feel as if one day God will tell me what to do with my life. But you already know that. God wants you to be a priest. There's never been a time in my life when I haven't had that desire. To be a priest. There. Then, why can't you learn to concentrate on preparation for the work of saving souls? You must learn to preach. Never. Never, Uncle Francois. I can never save the souls of others through preaching or writing. I want to become a priest. But I want to be a member of the Cistercian Order. A Cistercian? You want to become a Trappist? I've asked God every day of my life to let me serve him as a Trappist. If it is his will. Then you can make up your mind at once, Benedict. It is not his will. Never in all my life have I met anyone less suited to enter a monastery of the Trappists. But, but why, Uncle Francois? Because, because you couldn't possibly conform to community rule. Furthermore, I... What's wrong? Look, Michel is coming down the road as if the king's soldiers were after He's him. climbing the outer stair to the belfry. The belfry? Why would he ring the bell at this hour? For a catastrophe. Only for a catastrophe. A great, strong farmer. He was lying there at the edge of the road. For a moment, I was bewildered. And, and then I saw his face. It was black. Oh. You know, Father... I've already lived through a cholera plague. Well, there's much to be done. At once. Both for the body and for the soul. Uh, Uncle. Benedict. I quite forgot you were there. Uncle Francois, who will care for the cattle? Who will have time or strength to care for cattle? But it's important not to neglect them. Benedict. Uh, he, he's right, Father. He's very right. When the plague has ended, the farmers alive will be destitute. Uncle Francois, I'll take care of the field and the cattle. You? You in the filth of... Tables and barns? 
I can't think of anything you'd like less. Neither can I. But if it is what God wants of me, I'll be able to do it. He walked in the mire, in the filth, in the mud, in the rain. He slept one hour out of 24, and sometimes I believe he had no rest for days. At last, those who remained alive returned to field and farm, thanks to the work of Benedict Labray. And at last, weary and fatigued, Father Francois reached the hour when God was to call him home. Benedict. Yes, Uncle Francois. I've something to say to you. Please, Uncle West. I shall have all eternity to rest. Now, I must speak about your future. The wish you express... It's the same, Uncle. I want to serve God as a Trappist. But if it were his will... I want to serve him in his way, not mine. Then learn to know him well. God knowledge and self-knowledge grow together. But, Uncle, as a Trappist, I... There are many admirable congregations in the church. I'm going to ask you, in obedience, to try one less severe than the Trappists. Perhaps, perhaps the Carthusians. If you ask me in obedience, there's... The Carthusians. I promise you, Uncle. I give you my promise. I will apply first to the Carthusians. Benedict left our village immediately after Father Francois was laid to rest. For two years, I neither saw him nor heard of him. And then, one evening, I sat alone before the great fireplace in the kitchen of the parish house. Outside, the rain had left the roads like winding ribbons of mud. And now the wind blew sharp and cold. Suddenly, I heard the sound of steps outside the door. Out at the top of the steps stood a beggar, his clothing wet and soggy, clinging to his skin. Michel? It is Michel, is it not? Benedict! Yes, Michel. I've... Michel, will you take me in? There, now. Your blouse and trousers will be dry shortly, and then we'll brush that mud off. You're good and kind, Michel. Oh, not at all, not at all. Michel, I tried to carry out my uncle's wish. Oh, you applied to a Carthusian monastery? Carval sounds Aldegond. They were recovering from a terrible fire. They would accept no new novices. I see. Uh, but perhaps another... I went then to the Carthusians at Notre Dame des Prés. They said I had too little schooling. Uh, couldn't you begin your studies again? Yes. Yes, I did. For six weeks. I couldn't concentrate. 
Heaven knows I tried. I tried so hard. Well, Benedict, uh, why don't you try the Trappists as you wanted to? I did. You mean... Uh... I spent one year at Notre Dame de la Trappe at Mortain. They... They said I wasn't strong enough to work in the fields. But I don't understand it. During the plague, you did the work of ten men in this village. Benedict, why couldn't you try some other Trappist monastery? From Mortain, they sent me to the abbey at Setfond. And you mean uh, there, too? They said I was unsuited for any religious community. They said it seemed impossible for me to abide by community rule. My God, what do you want of me? Benedict. Benedict, I once heard you say to Father Francois, when I read the lives of the saints, I feel so close to God. Yes. Yes, when I read of their great problems and trials, I felt certain that my own simple life would somehow be directed. Uh, Benedict, do you recognize this book? Mine? The one you left here. You've been reading it. You've marked a place. St. Alexis. Hmm. A, a curious life, I thought. A strange way for a man to live as a beggar. For God, he gave up all that meant ease and comfort. How he must have hated to live like that. Well, but uh, if he hated it so... Uh, he that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world keepeth it unto life eternal. Alexis had a more lonely life than if he'd been in a monastery. Of course he did. People avoid beggars. He shall. Tonight, tonight, when you first opened the door, you thought I was a beggar, didn't you? Well, I never seen you untidy. Uh, and when I, I saw I... that look in your face, I was miserable. For just a second, I, I was utterly miserable. I felt so alone. I'm ashamed now because no one is ever alone. God is always there beside us. He was with Alexis always. Benedict, Alexis lived in the early days of the church, centuries ago. The life Alexis chose... But that's it. That's exactly it, Michel. Alexis didn't choose it. His way of life was God's choice for him. It was the way God chose for Alexis to work out his own salvation. Oh, Benedict, Benedict, Alexis could have served God as a good soldier in the Roman army. Yes, yes, he might have been such a good soldier that he'd have become a general. And then what temptations he might have known. He could have served God as a priest, too. Become a, a, a bishop. Entered a monastery. Yes, he could have entered a monastery. And failed to serve God well. Benedict, what are you thinking? I know now. Now I know what I must do. I, I, I don't understand you. Perhaps no one will understand. Except God, who sends me on my way. Where, where will you go? To find the path that leads from earth to heaven. At dawn the following day, Benedict left our village. I never saw him again, but I never forgot what Father Francois had said. Who knows where his spiritual career may lead? Mm -hmm.
early on the Wednesday of Holy Week, in the year 1783, as the Angelus sounded through the streets of Rome, from under the arches of the Colosseum, a beggar emerged and walked slowly down to the church of Maria dei Monti at the foot of the hill. Those who passed him drew aside to avoid his tattered rags. For seven years he had been scorned and rebuffed by his fellow men. For seven years he had walked alone through forests, along dusty roads, across mountains, a pilgrim serving God. And they would remember him in Spain at the shrine of Our Lady of Montserrat, in Switzerland and at Sandlin, in Italy at the Holy House of Loreto, and at every basilica in Rome. They would have reason to remember him. For always, after he was gone, the sick grew stronger, the desperate regained their faith, the love of God entered the heart of man. He fainted that morning on the steps of the church. He died as the evening Angelus echoed through the streets. Who was he? What was he? How had his life begun? To answer these questions is to tell the story of St. Benedict Joseph Labre. Listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.